0: Hello, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Today, on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Hello, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and welcome to Season 18 of Executive Presence Morsels. So the theme for this week is Eureka Week. So we're going to talk about some realizations I've had um, while coaching uh, various clients on different leadership issues. And one of the things I love about uh, coaching is that I often learn things through the situations that my clients are having on a deeper and better level than if I was just reading some books or researching or thinking about my own life. It really pushes me to think in a more meaningful way about the principles and every once in a while i have a really nice eureka moment so i'm going to share with you this week five eureka moments each from a different client of mine of course names and identities have been changed to you know protect the privacy of folks but these situations are actual professional situations that people like you have experienced now the first one i want to share and i'm going to call um, this particular person patricia Uh, They came to me and they had a real problem in terms of interviewing for jobs because what had happened was um, they had a difficult kind of compliance situation where they actually um, had to whistleblow or report. Maybe whistleblowing is too strong of a word. I'm not sure it was officially a whistleblowing, but they had to report sort of a compliance situation on their own organization um, and that, you know, just spiraled in a very bad way and then, you know, they had to leave their job. Um, but that created sort of a gap in terms of their employment, which they would obviously now have to explain. And it was sort of that difficulty of how do you broach this situation without having it count against you? Cause it, as you can imagine, you know, it might make future employers a little bit um, scared um, to hear this sort of situation and, you know, wonder, what it's going to mean for them uh, going forward. So it doesn't have to be that way, um, but you can imagine for yourself if you're hiring or for other organizations that this could certainly be an impediment um, for that person getting hired. So one thing we discussed was this idea, and I learned this from a great book on negotiation, um, Chris Voss's Never Split the Difference. It's what he calls um, an accusation audit. Um, and basically... Um, what that means is bringing up the thing, right, the elephant in the room, um, yourself first, as opposed to hoping that no one sees the giant elephant seeing in the room. And part of the genius of of the way he explains it is to anticipate what that thing is going to be and call that out and take control of how you deliver that message. So one, it will um, be dealt with early. Two that it will be dealt with in a way that's most favorable to you. And three, and I think this is super important, so we can go ahead and focus on the goodness that exists in the relationship and not be fixated on the question mark of the thing that hasn't been addressed yet. So what we did with Patricia is to work on a way for her to Bring that up, like initially, right? Don't sit throughout the whole interview wondering when it's going to come up and the person wondering whether they should bring it up or not. You can just say it from the get-go, right? As opposed to it coming up at the very end. So um, I see we have this gap in your history. Um, Can you tell me more about that? And then you fumble and you struggle and you're nervous and it shows and the interview ends on a bad note. Contrast that to you know, within the first 30 seconds or a minute, say, hey, I'm really excited for this interview. I, th- I think there's some great work we can do together. You know, before we get started, I just, you know, I imagine you have a question about this gap in, in my employment, and I just want to share with you my perspective of what happened there. And then you give your spiel about what happened um and sort of allay any of their concerns or show the best qualities that you have in that situation. And then after that, they can say, oh, Okay, and then now they can concentrate on the list of questions they had or how qualified you are or how you meet the job requirements. And that thing has been put to rest. So that's what we worked on. It was super helpful in terms of Patricia 1.0 settling down in terms of dealing with the situation, which was giving her tremendous stress in all her interviews, and two, just coming off as more of a leader, more of an executive, which she already is, um, but for this particular thing, which could be difficult for any leader, um, handling it in a more polished uh, manner, handling it in a more proactive matter uh, manner, as opposed to reacting Um, to when the question comes up, if the question comes up at all. And I would say if the question doesn't come up at all, that's not necessarily a good thing either because they're still thinking it. The best thing is for them to think about it in a way that does not hurt you or even better, that actually benefits you, that shows positive qualities that they want in the person they hire for that position. So thank you so much, Patricia. Not your real name, um, for sharing that uh, difficult situation and working together on how to get better results for you in future job interviews. Thanks for listening to Executive Presence Morsels. Uh, my name is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Remember, it's not what you say, do, or wear. It's how you make people feel that generates executive presence. Nothing else matters. If you like, please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode, brought to you by our sponsors. Have you ever shared a great idea only to be ignored or have someone else take the credit? Why do some people consistently seem to advance faster? Have you ever implemented performance feedback and expected things to change? only to have a new hurdle placed in front of you? I'm Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. After years of coaching clients and while writing my book, Unlock Your Executive Presence, I discovered executive presence is the key to unlocking your career. But what is it? How do you get it? And can it be taught? In my online course, Executive Presence and the Diversity Dilemma, we explore how executive presence works. You may be surprised to learn as was I that it has nothing to do with what you say, do, or wear. Most courses fail because they only teach you how to copy executive presence. We'll start off by revealing how it actually works, which is based on how you make people feel. Next, we'll explore the six degrees of executive presence, which will help you generate it on demand. Finally, we'll cover how to make your authenticity an asset power of introverts, and generating executive presence in virtual meetings. If you are a high potential professional with the skills to advance, but who is struggling to get the right attention, then this course is for you. The first module is free, so join us today on udemy.com so you can be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Welcome to Executive Presence Morsels, Eureka Week. Today we're going to talk about an issue that a client of mine had, Sally, where, um, I guess to cut to the chase, they were not having good meetings, weekly meetings with their boss. I mean, it's great when you can have weekly meetings with your boss, but when your boss um, is continually canceling them um, or cutting them short and the conversations are you know, not very engaging after a while that can kind of make you a little bit worried, especially if you're trying to get promoted or get certain um, opportunities that your boss would have to recommend you for. So uh, my client we will call them Sally. Uh, not their real name came to me with this situation. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to be with you again. Join us next time for another tasty Executive Presence Morsel.